My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. Welcome to Ty Rants. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Tyrants. My name is Ty French, and these are my rants. And I can't hear myself speak right now. That is how I'm feeling on this Friday morning. Happy Friday, everyone. I feel like this is the first Friday that really feels like a true Friday, that feels, you know, like a 2023 Friday, because... The, the, the last few weeks have just been mayhem with the holidays, with New Year's, with Christmas, everything. So this is the true Friday feeling of, you know, we've all been at work and we're excited for the weekend. I am so excited for this weekend because I am going to Lake Arrowhead for my friend Nick Mackey's birthday. And yeah, I'm super excited. It should be fun. It's, you know, just me and a few gays going out. Jose couldn't go. RIP. Wish he was coming. Um, Obviously, always miss him when he's gone. But yeah, it'll be so much fun. We thought it was going to snow. Unfortunately, it's not going to snow. I don't know if there's any snow there right now, actually. I don't know what the vibe is. I should probably look at the weather so I can pack. I need to pack right after I record this. But um, also, if you went to YouTube today, sorry about it. We're audio only today because I, (laughs) okay, I'm really going, I'm practicing my, my, um, I'm going to call it my toxic positivity. You know, I'm usually, um, a huge pessimist as you guys know, but I'm in my, I'm in my positive era and, um, 2024 has really tested my ass though. It's really testing me (laughs) on how I can spin shocking situations to be positive. So I'm just going to, I'm going to give you a series of events that happened to me and maybe let's do exercise. Let's try and spin it into a positive. And maybe you guys can help me at home. If you have any ideas on how I could, you know, we'll use this as an exercise. I'm going to tell you a series of unfortunate events that happened to me. And you at home send me a DM on maybe the bright side and why this is actually a good thing. So I record the episode um, on Wednesday's episode. I recorded it Tuesday night and I had to shoot this ad all day long. It took me so long. I was just like shooting by myself at my apartment and I had to like go buy all this stuff and I had to get a tripod and whatever. It was just like very annoying. But I had a recorded podcast episode in so long, and I was so excited to sit down with you guys and chat. So I sit down. I, you know, I'm already ready, luckily, from my photo shoot. So I had my makeup done. I looked cute. And with my new laptop, I I discovered this new way of filming that, A, looked way better. Two, cut out the middleman of airdropping the photos or downloading the photos or the video onto my laptop, I could record it just from my laptop. And then I could see myself while I was being recorded while I was, you know, in the episode. So then, you know, everyone likes to see what they're looking like when they're being recorded, you know? So I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, my process of filming has gone so much easier. I'm about to crush YouTube's ass this year. And I was just feeling so good. I loved Wednesday's episode. I thought it was so fun. Um, And I was so glad that I had video footage from it. I was going to make a ton of TikToks, whatever. Um, I finished the episode and immediately upon pressing, stopping recording, I could just tell something was off. I knew immediately there was going to be a problem. You know when you just get a sense? Yeah, I knew. And keep in mind, that whole episode was literally about my new toxic positive positivity era. So (laughs) I am just like, you're kidding. You know, like if you want to, what's the saying? Like, if you want to make God laugh, tell me your plan. Um, I don't know what God I believe in, but whatever God I believe in, whatever universe is happening. I said my plan on that episode and they said, okay, bet. Let's test out your theory of how positive you're going to be this year. (laughs) 
So I finished and the video file like was there. It said like seven gigabytes, whatever, because it's a long file. Um, it just was corrupt and it wasn't showing up. It wasn't doing anything. And I was like, am I doing something wrong? Do I need to just let it save for a while? Because it was such a long video. Like I'm trying out a new theory and long story short, after much research, I, I found out that that the, the way that I did it just is not, uh, pliable. It just doesn't work. Um, on the Apple forum page, like so many people ran into the exact same issue and so many people had like, um, the files be corrupt if it was longer than like five minutes. And obviously it was like an hour and a half. So I was like, okay, I'm shit out of luck. I even risked a virus and hacker on my new computer. Cause you guys know I've been hacked before in the past. And I downloaded some sketchy ass, like uncrypt, un, un, <laughs> a decoder basically for a video, like trying to get it back. And I eventually just gave up. That's why Wednesday's episode was audio only. I did keep referencing the YouTube, but there was no file. If you guys follow the at Tyrants pod Instagram stories, then you guys have already seen or heard this drama. But for those of you who don't follow me, that's why I said there was a YouTube video and there wasn't actually a YouTube video. I filmed it and I got ready, but it wasn't there. Anyways, so keep in mind, I'm, I'm trying to be positive, be brainstorming ideas and how I could keep this positive. Um, what's, what's the, the, the bright side of these scenarios. So then as I'm editing the episode, I have a sharp pain in my left ear and I just knew instantly I'm going to get an ear infection tonight. I knew it. I knew it. My ears are so, so sensitive I don't know if I've talked about this before, but like I have really bad ears and I used to get terrible, terrible ear infections growing up, like so bad. I think I missed like the first month of my junior year of high school because it was so bad. Like your ears are so important and they, they hold so many things like about like your balance and your like just so many things that like if you have an ear infection, it can actually really mess you up. And Anyways, so I've had ear surgery before. I'm very, very sensitive with my ears. I hate, I cannot go underwater with my ears very long. Like I hate, I can't float backwards on in like pools because my ears, like I, I'm very sensitive to my ears. And so I just knew, I knew I, I was kind of starting to lose a little bit of hearing and it was feeling swollen. It kind of felt like it needed to pop. And I was like, no, no, I just got over my cold. I was so sick over New Year's. And I'm sure that, you know, kind of just bled into one another. I'm, I think like having a head cold can lead to getting an ear infection. But anyways, so I'm editing the episode already just so upset, <laughs> but trying to be positive <laughs> that the video didn't save. And, you know, I finally finished the episode. It was so late. I didn't finish editing it till like midnight because I was doing the ad all day. Anyways, you guys don't care about that. But <sighs> then I... I'm just so miserable. I get in the shower because I need to like wash my face and stuff before I go to bed. And as soon as I lay down to go to bed, when I tell you, I have just been stabbed in the side of my head. It felt like there was a literal 12 inch long knife in my head. Now I wish there was something 12 inches long otherwise in my head. No, that's disgusting get your mind out of the gutter. I'm just kidding. No, but it literally felt like I'd been stabbed. And I like to pride myself in the fact that I am a tough cookie. Okay. I'm not a little wimp. When I'm sick, like I will rally. I will, you know, do the things except for when it comes to my ears. I'm so sensitive about my ears and like, oh, it just bugs me so bad. And I was tossing. I was turning. I was, there was not an ounce of sleep to be had. When I tell you, I, I was like a roly-poly-oly up in them sheets. I was rolling around. I was left, right, this side, that side. I was like, is it better to, you know, lay on the side with the ear? Does, does liquid need a drain? Is it better to, you know, air it out and be on the other side? Everything was pain. And I took like basically like a NyQuil because I was like, I just need to be knocked the F out. And it did not work. When I tell you, when I tell you, mamas, 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 you think I'm exaggerating? You think I'm exaggerating? I didn't go to bed until 5.30 in the morning. 
I was tossing. I was turning. Eventually I got up and I had this like medication from like a surgery that I had like a few years ago, just like in my thing. It's expired. I'm not, I'm not giving you medical advice. Definitely do not take. I was a zombie at this point, like so exhausted, half asleep, had been tossing and turning, literally feeling like my head was about to explode. A knife was in my head. I popped one of them pain pills. I popped one of them pain pills, but I knew that I needed to move my car, read the Wrangler in the morning for street cleaning. And I really was like, I cannot get a parking ticket. That is just not in my fantasy for 2024. So I had to set an alarm. Even though I didn't go to bed until 6 a.m., I had to set an alarm for 9.30 to get up and move my car, which you know what, whatever. Just give me the pain pill. I'm going to sleep for a few hours. So I set the alarm. When I tell you Frankenstein had more energy than me, when I tell you the mummy had had more energy than me getting out of bed and probably looked better, I was a zombie getting out of them sheets. Put my sweater on, put my high heels on, and I went down and I went to move my car. Every other street in my neighborhood, the street cleaning, is 10 a.m. to noon. The one particular street that I chose to park my car on was from 9 to 11. So I went down my little stairs to move Rita Wrangler, half asleep, a zombie, with my ear infection, and I already had a ticket. I already had a ticket. So, yeah. And now I just have an ear infection, I'm exhausted, and that's my life. The video didn't say... My laptop's broken. I live in Termite City. What? 2024, you need to get your shit together because guess what? I'm in my positive era, but you're making it really freaking hard to be in my toxic positivity era, okay? Now, I know that life is hard and being positive and reworking my brain is going to take some work. I'm fully aware that there are still going to be things that happen to me that should make me upset and it is going to challenge me to be positive. But why'd you have to throw all them opticals in a span of about six hours right after I said I was going to be positive? It literally was as if I said I'm going to be positive and the universe or God or whatever you believe in said, bet, here you go. Strike, hit, bam, boom, yada, 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 yada. Now, how are you going to be positive? So just to remind you guys, that was a little exercise. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. That was just an exercise. Now, I want you guys to send me a DM on how you would look, see the brighter side out of that series of unfortunate events because I'm positive and I could come on this podcast and rant and be annoyed and tell you how freaking tired I am and tell you how much my ear freaking hurts and it feels like I'm being stabbed constantly. I could do that, but I'm not gonna do that. And I'm really, really trying to find the positive side in this. And I would really like you guys to um, to share <laughs> how you would how you would take um, that and what, 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 what. Anyway, so... That's that's also why there's no video today because I was so freaking annoyed that the video didn't work and I still have an ear infection and it hurts so bad and I literally basically feel like I'm in my own head when I'm talking. It's like echoing and I just, I didn't want to get ready. But Well, I was actually already ready, but I was just feeling lazy. So sue me. But um, I, 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 need a, I need to rework the, the Tyrants podcast studio and figure out how I'm going to film without all these technical difficulties. Like, I usually pride myself in being, like, very tech savvy, but, man, lately, it is just miss after miss. But anyways, I was already ready because um, 
I went to JC's birthday brunch this morning down in Newport, which was so, so cute. I always love seeing all my girls. I JC, Chelsea, the whole lot was there. And it was just so fun. I love those girls so much. And I am just so happy that everyone knows that she's pregnant now and seeing her and Chelsea pregnant at the same time is just so cute. And I don't know, I feel like the older we get, we just get so wholesome. <laughs> and we all went around and said one thing that we love about JC. And it was just so, so cute. I love it. I love it. It was so much fun. I love those girls. Shout out JC. Happy birthday. It's Capricorn season. She's an icon. Everyone go wish her a happy birthday. Um, but yeah, so I did that today. And then I came home and immediately laid down. And now I'm recording the podcast. And I leave for Lake Arrowhead tomorrow. And I need to pack. I have no idea what to pack. Is it cold? Is it snowing? I don't know. I need to uh, get on that. But anyways, I told you guys on Wednesday's episode that I was going to be doing my 2024 ins and outs today. But I didn't realize that it's that time of the month. It's that time of the month. And no, I'm not on my period. Even though it might seem like it. I'm not on my period, ladies. It is that time of the month. To go to the salon. It's time to get some French tips from the Rat King. From Thai French. So, yeah. Wednesday's episode, I will throw in some 2024's ins and outs. And you'll hear all about my Lake Arrowhead trip. I also want to talk about Gypsy Rose, Drag Race. There's a lot that we're going to cover on Wednesday. But today, it's time to go to the salon and get some French tips. Okay, wait. Also, I have to... You know, talk about the elephant in the room that, you know, I'm sure page six is going to start reporting it. I'm sure, you know, E! News is going to just ask me for a question. Um, song song of the day. It wasn't in last episode. That was not because I forgot it. It was because I think we are leaving song of the day in 2023. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If that is a huge grave mistake. Tyrants, I'm going to need you to send me a DM and let me know. But I think I'm going to start doing that series on my TikTok page because here's the thing. The song of the day is so fun. I love it. I still, obviously, I always am thinking of songs and, you know, listening to new music and wanting to share. And I love sharing music. That is like a part of my love language. I think if someone sends you a song, that means they love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone could send me flowers to my house. Cute, whatever, blah, blah. If someone sends me a song that is like from like a smaller indie artist that I've never heard of and said, I think you would like this song or this song reminds me of you, that is true love. I'm sorry, that is true love. So anyways, I still love the concept, but it just, A, I forget it sometimes. Two, it's so hard when I can't play the song for you guys. Like, it, you know what I mean? And then it's like, you're listening to the episode already. So then you have to stop it or write it down. And then it's like, I need a playlist for it. So I think I'm going to move that series over to my TikTok page because then I can actually attach the song and you guys can actually listen to it and not waste your time with looking it up and seeing if you like it or not. So anyways, I think, you know, it's, it's okay to admit when things don't work and when you need to leave something in the past. And I think the tyrant community... We're leaving Song of the Day in the past. I think. <laughs> As of now, I'm leaving it in 2023. But anyways, I just had to say it because I know it's like on everyone's lips. Everyone's gossiping about it. Everyone's concerned. But don't you worry. It is gone. So actually, do worry if you wanted it. But anyways, let's go to the salon. The first client at the salon says, Hi, Rat King. This time I remembered to email instead of DM. <laughs> okay. That is so true. Anytime you guys DM me, you guys know I'm very responsive in the DMs. However, I open my DMs like all the time. And so if you send me a French tips thing and I'm not in preparation for a French tips episode, I will forget to go back and look at it. I have an email specifically just for the podcast that when I sit down to, I don't use it for anything else other than like French tips or submissions or anything. So when I sit down to record... All of my submissions are there and it's so easy and organized and I have all the details. So if you ever want to submit something, even if I'm not, you know, currently asking for submissions, I still read them all and I still like go through them and save them sometimes for when I am actually doing an episode. So the email is podcast at tiefrench.com. I post it on my stories all the time. It's in my Instagram bio. But anyways, so hi, King. How do you recommend establishing a personal brand beyond just finding a niche in reference to social media? Oh gosh, I feel like every time I do French tips, there is a 
essence of this question. Um, and I love, I'm not saying I don't like that. I'm obsessed with it. I could talk about social media literally till the day I die. You guys know I talk about Instagram, TikTok, all that shit all the time here on the pod. And um, also shout out, hi, I'm not going to share your name because here at the salon, we stay anonymous, but I do know your name. We DM all the time. Anyways, shout out. Um, so finding a niche, I feel like is what everyone says when establishing a personal brand or when you want to grow or whatever. And everyone says like, find out your niche and then go for it. And a lot of people, you know, kind of told me that on TikTok for a while, like, that's why you're not blowing up because you don't have a niche or whatever. And I, that would always, I would always beat myself up over the fact that, and I, I even feel that with just like every aspect of my life, like my clothing, my songs, choices, my everything. I always have felt like I follow these influencers and everyone just has like an aesthetic and a vibe. And I always feel like I, because I'm not niche and I don't have like a specific vibe that like that is hindering me from success. When in actuality, and when I sit down and I really think about it, I think it's the complete opposite. Because there are people who literally have been following for five years and their Instagram feed has never changed. They have a vibe. They've stuck to it. They dress the exact same almost every day. They have like just like a certain aesthetic of clothing and this, that or whatever, which is great for them. One day I am looking like a Harley Davidson biker gang member. One day I'm looking like Nate Archibald from Gossip Girl. Another day I'm a Catholic priest. Another day... I am a lesbian woman. Another day, I am a drag queen. Another day, I have high heels on my tippies. Don't to ink but like I am a chameleon. I literally, I cannot find, I don't have personal style. I do not have personal style. I like everything. I like every type of clothes. I like every type of jacket. I like to, you know, sometimes be dressy, sometimes be like, leather. Sometimes I want all tattoos head to toe. Sometimes I want to wear crazy earrings and sometimes I want to look super preppy. Like I am all over the place. And I've just come to realize that like that is what makes me me. And if people want like consistency in a brand, then like I'm not their guy because I'm not consistent. That's not my energy. I'm crazy. I'm all over the place whatever. But there are people like that out there that will be drawn to that. So all of that to say, I think the more that you try to like narrow yourself down and put yourself in a niche, if you naturally find yourself in a niche, because that is truly your style, great. But don't try to, you know, break, break yourself down and like squeeze yourself into this niche and establish this quote unquote personal brand to try to reach a certain audience on social media. I don't think that that's beneficial. The main thing with social media, 100%, think about all your favorite people that you follow. It is because of, you could just tell whether it's through their photos or whether they're a TikToker or whether they have a podcast or whatever it is. You can just tell that that person is being authentic to who they are. So that is number one. When you're trying to establish a personal brand, just be who you are and emulate who you are. That doesn't mean that you have to literally sell your soul on the internet and show every single part of yourself and let everyone into the inner workings of your brain. Just like whatever you're sharing, make sure that it is authentic to who you are and that you're excited about it and that you like it and that you're not doing it to just like appease a certain demographic that you're trying to reach. Now, there's obviously like strategy that goes into it. It's not like you every authentic person online is going to blow up and, you know, become big on social media. I don't even know if that's what you were saying. That's your intention. But I would say just consistency and authenticity are the two main 100% priorities when trying to establish a personal brand on social media. And it like it, people go viral for having, you know, super curated feeds and professional photography. Some people go viral for, you know, being stripped back and posting funny videos or whatever. Like it doesn't matter the type of content. The underlying question is, are you consistent? Are you working hard? And are you being authentic and posting things that are genuine to who you are? That's my tip. Anyways, thanks for coming to the salon. Next client at the salon, I, once again, am going to keep this anonymous because I ain't no little rat. I'm not a tattletale rat. Um, but 
this person is someone very near and dear to me. I love you. Um, it says, hi, Ty. You should already know by now how much I love you and am your biggest fan. So I'm going to skip all that and get straight to it. My partner and I are finally talking about getting married. We've been together for 12 years, so I don't want a huge wedding, but I do still want something special. My mom passed away in 2012, but my stepdad is still present in my life. He made jokes that he wouldn't be helping pay for my wedding because my father still owes me child support. Well, I don't talk to my dad more than maybe once a year. So my question is, what do I do when it comes time to ask for financial wedding support? Or should I just give up on the idea that I will be getting any? Can't wait to hear your thoughts on this. Love ya. So this is so hard, especially, I feel like I've never had a client at the salon that I am more qualified to give French tips to than this tyrant because I have, I've known, I've known this person my entire life and I have seen this whole journey and I, uh, I don't, I, I don't even know what to say. There's so many intricacies, so many details, but I'm almost going to answer this as if I only knew what I just read and I didn't know everything and I didn't know, you know, your dad and your stepdad. But first off, I cannot wait until you and your partner finally get married. Oh my gosh, it has been a long time coming. I've been there for the whole journey and this just makes me so happy that you guys are finally talking about this because you and I have been talking about this for the last 12 years. <laughs> but anyways, so... I personally, if I was reading this and I didn't know anything about your situation, and I guess my my concept is the same, unfortunately, but I think just you're going to have to accept that you're not going to get any financial wedding support. And that sucks. That is terrible. That's so dumb. But I think honestly... Because you don't want like a huge wedding and you still want it like just like intimate, it can still be like intimate and amazing and special on a budget. And I I get that no matter what the wedding budget is, like it would be nice to have support, but I would just go into it knowing that you're not getting any support. You're not getting a dime or a dollar from either your dad or your stepdad. I don't know your stepdad like that. So I, but I think if he's joking about it, then he's probably not planning on helping financially or at least not in a big way. When it comes to your dad, I think go into it knowing that you're not going to get any support, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Like when you finally get engaged, you know, just like you said, you only talk to him like once a year. So who cares? What is what is there to lose? He's going to either say no or he's not going to answer the phone. <laughs> so I think when you finally get engaged, I would just mentally go into it being like, we're going to have to be paying this for ourselves. We're going to be self-funding and we're going to, you know, obviously I'm shooting your wedding for free. So take that off of your list and I will do anything else I can to help. But when it comes to support, it doesn't hurt to ask. But I would just set yourself up mentally for the fact that you ain't getting a dime from, from daddy, okay? <laughs> but I can't wait to see you get engaged and be at the wedding. Hopefully take the pics. But anyways, I love you. The next tyrant at the salon says, Hi, Ty. To start, I love you and I appreciate how active you are in the DMs with your tyrants. I'm going to try and keep this short, but there is a lot to unpack with the story. I would like to preface by saying I have zero criminal record and we just had one too many vodka sodas. <laughs> in October, in true feral rat fashion, my friend and I got arrested on our college bar street while we were walking to our Uber at 1 a.m. <laughs> wow, you just won for a rat of the year, okay? Anyways, she was throwing up and I was the accomplice when a cop approached us. You see, this wouldn't be too big of a deal except we were both 20. So we got minor in possession charges, public intoxication, and we ended up in literal jail. <laughs> jail. Cue, I'm literally just a girl, TikTok sound. After spending eight hours in the drunk tank with a real life crackhead in our cell with us. I will attach receipts below. We were finally released. And let me tell you, it was hell. The arrest took place on a side street near our main bar area. So I thought we were in the clear that no one saw us and no one would find out. 
to my surprise, there is a freaking app that shows everyone that had been arrested each night. Literally the entire campus knew within days, if not hours, and our mugshots spread around like a wildfire. I don't know whether to be mortified by this or to take my iconic Lindsay Lohan slash Paris Hilton arrest moment and run with it. On one hand, it is not a very serious charge, but the university literally made an article about it to discuss underage drinking, and it's mortifying. The university didn't include our names, but everyone knew who they were alluding to, <laughs> us. And it was sent to every Greek chapter on campus, not to mention all of the fees, alcohol awareness courses, and the suspended driver's license that I now have. Should I be embarrassed, or should I just say, all publicity is good publicity? Let me know what to do, Rat King. Also, wish me luck for my court date upcoming in January. Love you. P.S. Attaching a mugshot of the person we shared a cell with. <laughs> if you tyrants could see what I'm looking at right now, at this crackhead, <laughs> like, I, I'm not trying to be rude by saying crackhead, like, but like this easy crackhead, like, I'm talking scabs on the face. She looks like she might kill someone. Oh, I'm so, so sorry, my little tyrant. Also, you need to feel absolutely not one ounce of shame. And anyone who makes you feel bad is a loser because I'm so, so sorry. How about every other country in the world you can drink at 18? Oh, I'm so sorry, United States. You're telling me that I could join the army I could join the Marines. I could join the Navy. I could go to World War III and die for this country. But I can't have a margarita on the rocks? Um, You're telling me that I could go and I could buy a gun, a gun, but I cannot go buy a vodka soda. Make that make sense to me. That is dumb. You are in college. You are a, an adult. You are 20 years old. No one, no one has the right to tell you that you can't drink. No one. I'm so sorry. And I would like to see the refrigerators and the bar carts and the cupboards and the closets of all the people on your college campus making fun of you because I guarantee you that they are drinking. They're boozing. They're booze hounding. Leave me alone. I'm so sorry. First off, I'm going to need you to send me your <laughs> mugshot. I hope you look good because you're on a night out. I wish. Now, knock on wood. I, I hope I don't ever get arrested because obviously I'm old. I'm 27. If I get arrested now, I mean, I might serve some time. You know, I don't think there's very few things that I would just be like, eh, college days. Like I got arrested for being too drunk. Like, no, I'm going to prison, honey. But Having a mugshot is probably one of the most iconic things that you can do. Obviously, if it's for something dumb like this, like not if you literally, you know, did something crazy. But you need to run with this. You need to print it out. Pull a Donald Trump. Pull a Donald Trump. This is probably honestly the most iconic thing that Donald Trump has ever done. You need to print out your mugshot on a t-shirt. Now, now, Tyrant, do this after your court date. Do this after because you need to sh you need to show that judge nothing but remorse, regret, despair, sadness, depression, um, you know, forgiveness. You need to show that judge tunnel vision. Please give me the lowest possible <laughs> reparations for my crime because I was just trying to have a fun night. But then once everything's in the clear, once this is in your past, I'm going to need you to print that out on a t-shirt and wear it around campus. And... The back of the t-shirt needs to say, text me if you want to have a good night with your phone number. <laughs> no, put my phone number. Honestly, put my phone number on the back of the t-shirt. And then, and then I'm going to answer it. And it's going to be a recording of me. It's going to say, yeah, you little rat, you little rat making fun of my tyrant when she had a mugshot for drinking at the age of 20. Meanwhile, she could go serve in World War III. Leave her alone. That's what it's going to say. So I think all publicity is good publicity, mama. I think you're good and you should have absolutely no shame. Think about telling your children this story one day. That is iconic. Granny got arrested for booze hounding along the streets with my girlfriend. And how freaking lucky were you that you and your bestie went to jail together? 
that's iconic. That is iconic. It was, it would obviously be a very different scenario if you went by yourself and you were in there for six hours with a crackhead. But no, you were with your crackhead, your bestie. <laughs> so you need to feel absolutely no shame. Honestly, I'm inspired by you. You're iconic, you're a legend. Think of all of the, you're gonna win in every game of Never Have I Ever. You're gonna win in every game of Two Truths and a Lie because you've been in jail. This is iconic. Print it out, put it on a t-shirt. Honestly, send me a photocopy of it. I'm hanging a poster of it in my room. I'm inspired. Thanks so much for coming to the salon. Anyways, the next tyrant to get some French tips says, hey Ty, I first wanted to say congratulations on the rebrand and all the hard work you have put in for us rats. We love you so much. Uh, I love you guys. I love my tyrants. <laughs> now, onto my question. I'm a senior in high school. Oh, you guys know. I love, I love finding out that I have tyrant high schoolers. Not in a weird way. <laughs> Just like, it's so fun to me that I have people in high school following me and listening to me. And I'm so sorry for the absolute crass <laughs> way that I speak, but oh, I just, I don't know. I love it. Oh, you kids make me feel so young. I'm not old. I'm not washed up. Thank you. Thank you for supporting me. Anyways, now onto my question. I'm a senior in high school and I'm going to university next year. My friend, let's call her Jane. And I decided to go with a four person dorm room as they have much more space and an attached bathroom. We've been looking for two other roommates and met up with someone from Instagram. We'll call her Emma that my friend somewhat knew. Over the coffee day, Emma was very chaotic and the whole thing felt off. It was very fake and interview-like when Jane and I were just expecting to hang out. I have also talked to other people that know Emma and only have had negative things to say about her. We then met up with a girl, let's call her Avery, that I played, oh, literally, I'm moving. You're joking. You are joking. They are doing the F1 races outside of my apartment. I need to move. Tyrants, I'm sorry. I love my apartment, but this is a joke. I can't even freaking get through an episode. <laughs> Anyways, where was I? <laughs> Over the coffee date, Emma was very chaotic and the whole thing fell off. It was very fake and felt very interview-like when Jane and I were just expecting to hang out. I've also talked to other people that know Emma and have only had negative things to say about her. We then met up with a girl, let's call her Avery, that I have played volleyball with for years. Jane and I both loved her. The problem is Emma. We both didn't get the best energy from her, but Jane feels too bad to cut her off, even though we barely know her and we didn't promise her anything. Jane is not willing to look for someone else because of this and keeps defending Emma's weird behavior. Am I justified in my feelings toward Emma? Should I suck it up? Do a two-person room with Avery? Keep pushing to get rid of Emma? Question mark. Okay, my confused little rat. So basically, you and your bestie, you, you, you need two roommates. You found one, she's heinous. You found another, she's good, but she wants to room with the heinous one. I think you got to trust your gut. You got to trust your gut because if you are getting already off vibes from this girl and if other people have only had negative things to say about this bitch, you don't want this bitch to be ruining your high, your, uh, your college experience. College is about bus, club, plane, next place, bar, Fun, homework, school, academics. You just want to have fun. You are going to college to have the best time of your freaking life. And you don't want this Emma chick ruining your vibe. If she already seems like a pain in the butt and other people are telling you negative things, run, run. If people are telling you red flags and planting them in your yard, you need to run. Because then if you move forward with this chick, you only have yourself to blame. Anything bad that happens to you from there on out, you you can only blame yourself. And I like to put the blame on other people, not on myself. So, you know, if other people said, oh my gosh, she's so great, you should live with her, and then it's heinous, then you can blame them, not you. And so you could sleep better at night because you're hating the other people, not you. But if you let her move in against your better judgment and she's literally heinous, then you only have yourself to blame and you're going to lose countless hours of sleep. You got to trust your gut. You cannot live with this lady. College is supposed to be the best years of your life. And I have known friends who have had roommates in college that literally ruined their entire experience. So take it from the Rat King. You need to find someone else. And if Jane 
Jane just seems too sweet. You know, Jane, shut up. Listen to me. We're not rooming with her because people have negative things to say. You're not doing that. No, no. She's going to ruin your college experience. Absolutely not. I'm putting my I'm putting my rat tail down. Anyways, thanks so much for coming to the salon. Let's get to the next tyrant. Says, hi, Ty. I have to start by saying I love the podcast so much. Your episode reflecting on 2023 was so heartwarming and made me so proud and happy to follow a creator who cares so much and is so dedicated to their craft. It is truly inspiring. <laughs> Y'all are making my head so big. Y'all are making my head so big, but also my heart. I love you guys. Thank you. Anyways, I graduated college last May and I'm struggling to find out what I want to do with my life career-wise. I don't want to get stuck on a path just because I got a job somewhere to make some money. I want to do something creative, but I'm having a problem deciding which direction I want to go. Interior design, travel writer, photographer, fashion stylist. These are each so different and I have no idea how I'm supposed to decide one that I'm supposed to follow through with. Please let me know how you handle making big decisions for your future and how you know you're making the right one. I don't want to look back and wish I had made different choices. Thank you so much. Wow, wow, wow. So I think I have like an answer or non-answer for you, my sweet, sweet, because I think I'm a good person to come to for this. I mean, I didn't go to college, so whatever, but interior design, travel writer, photographer, fashion stylist, it sounds like these are all in the creative field. So you're already on the right track. It sounds like you just want to be creative. You want to be an artist. You want to be, you know, maybe at one point an entrepreneur, self-employed, because a lot of these things you can do yourself. You can also work for someone. You can be an intern. So my quest to you, like if you would have told me when I first, you know, got out of high school and I was a wedding photographer that I would do anything ever other than wedding photography, I would have laughed in your face. I loved wedding photography from the moment I picked up my camera when I was 15. I did it full time till I was like 22 and I loved it. I never had any, honestly, I didn't have my eyes set on any other prize. Like I thought I was going to be doing weddings until I died, until I retired. Like that is what I wanted to do. And I loved it so much and I was so passionate about it. And that didn't mean that I didn't have any other, you know, I always loved interior design. I always loved, you know, traveling and taking photos of myself or whatever. But I had my eyes set on that. That's what I wanted to do right then. But the good thing, especially about careers in the creative space, they are not um, prison. They're not locking you down really to anything. Obviously, like if you get a job at an interior design firm, like you don't want to screw people over and then just leave and, you know, start a wedding business and then, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you can do that. And honestly, the the creative space and working with creative people, like, you're meeting so many different types of people who do so many different types of things and are going to maybe help you and inspire you and move you to do this. And like, I don't, I don't know where my life is going to be in 10 years. I would have never thought that I was going to do a podcast. I would have never thought that I would have be able to, you know, do Instagram creating for brands or whatever. Like that was never my intention. And like, I, this just happened and it's so great. And I'm so blessed, but also I, I'm probably going to be realistic. I don't think I'm going to be doing a podcast in 40 years. Well, I mean, I hope I, I, if I, if it's that's still a thing, like whatever, great. But like, it's very rare that people like choose a career and stay for it forever. So pick something that, you know, has a good schedule is where you want to live is in the creative space that you want to be in and just try it. And nothing is locking you down. Like you can literally change your mind at any single point in your life. And if you decide to be a photographer and then, you know, you shoot for a few years and you don't like it, but think about everyone that you just shot. You have so many clients and, you know, maybe one of those is an interior designer or you meet someone who, da, 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 and then, you know, maybe they let you intern for them and then you do this and then you get into interior designing and you love it so much and it's amazing. And then say, maybe you design someone's house and, you know, you're kind of wanting something to be a change and you design a celebrity's house and you become their fashion stylist or, you know, opposite. It, there's... The creative space is so amazing for that reason. Like you can truly evolve and fluctuate and do so many different things. So I would just implore you to not feel like you have to, you know, lock yourself in, get stuck on a path because you are graduating and you need to make some money. Do whatever sounds fun right now and do whatever job pays the most, is in the place that you want to live and lets you be creative and have fun and it's going to let you be meeting new people. You can always change. You can always go like all of those things that you listed interior design. That's not going anywhere. That's not going anywhere. And you can do that at any age. Being a photographer, 
that is not going anywhere. You can do that at any age. Being a fashion stylist, that is not going anywhere. You can do that at any age. Like the the girl that I crashed Rita the Wrangler into, <laughs> that Prius that I accidentally hit, um, she was the stylist for, oh my God, wait, I'm just connecting these dots. For Na- Natasha Leone, is that her name? Um, and when I just read that bitch for filth in my last episode, sorry girl, <laughs> but she was, she was an older lady. She had to be like in her 50s. And I was so inspired when she told me that. I was like, wow, because a lot of the stylists I see on sets or whatever are very young. But there is no cutoff for anything that you want to do. I'm pretty sure, like, where did I read that, like, was it Tina Fey or... No, because she's been around for kind of a while. I don't know. There's, like, so many... You'll have to look up a list. Like, there's so many big actors who didn't get their first role and didn't even start acting until they were, like, 40. Like... You can do whatever you want, whenever you want. And I know that pressure that, you know, everyone's getting out of college. Everyone went to school for something. So, you know, you get out and it's like, okay, it's time. You're out in the real world. You got to make money. It's time to choose your career for your life. I hate that. I hate that. And as a creative myself, I don't think I'll ever be locked into something that I will be doing forever. Like, even if I started a huge company and I was a creative director of it and it went super viral or whatever, it's like, I'm sure I would do that and I would build it up. And then I'm sure I would either like, you know, step down and let people just run it and I'd make all the money or I would sell it and I would take that money and, you know, start a new venture. I just am constantly changing and evolving and you can do that too. And just don't feel the pressure. You're going to be fine. All of those things kind of go hand in hand. Interior design, photography, fashion stylist, like you could do all those at once. Like, and I know a lot of people that do. So just be light on yourself and take it day by day. Honestly, you're fine, Tyron. Do not even worry. Anyways, thanks so much for coming to the salon. Let's go to the next Tyrant. Hi, Ty. Love you and love the pod. Also, just have to say, shout out to your photography game because you're one of the best in the biz, in my opinion. Oh my gosh, that is so nice. Thank you. That means so, so much to me. More than you know. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, I need advice on friendships. My close girl group of myself and three girls feel not so close at all anymore. We all went to college together and now we are in our late 20s. It's such a struggle to hang out or even get a text back. I feel like I'm the only one who's making any effort anymore. For example, about a month before Christmas, I tried to coordinate a little girl's Christmas get-together. I sent out the text asking if that sounded fun, what dates would work best, and even the suggestion that we could keep it super low-key and not worry about presents, just quality time. I didn't get one single text back for weeks until I texted again. Then still, only one-third of them responded. This is like not normal, right? Another example is from my wedding in the fall. My husband and I did a private ceremony with just family. Then we had a big reception a couple of weeks later. All of my girls were at the reception and it was super fun. But when I asked them if they wanted to come to the after party where we went to our favorite local bar, none of them came. On one hand, I understood because it was about a 30 minute drive away, but still, I was kind of disappointed. I always try to look at the situation from all sides. So a part of me thinks maybe this is my problem and I have too high of expectations. Am I trying to control the group too much? But then I see all these other friend groups who do so much together and I feel like we barely talk in comparison. Any advice? Thanks in advance. Love you. Ma'am, you are not crazy. Like, this is not your problem. You do not have too high of expectations because the very least that a mother effing bitch could do is text you back. That is the bare minimum. That is the bare minimum for a friendship. I'm so sorry. If I am trying to, I get if you're busy and I'm texting you and I'm asking you, you know, something that needs like a response, like a question or like a, you know, blah, 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 blah. Ma'am, if I'm literally doing all the work for you and suggesting that we all high school besties, girlies, um, want to get together and have a nice little Christmas get together and you guys don't even text me back for weeks and then I double text you and then only one of you text me back absolutely not in 2024 we are only we are only giving energy to the relationships that are reciprocating it I'm sorry these girls are toxic and gross and losers and you should separate yourself from them and it sounds like they already separated themselves from you I think it's great to like 
fight for a friendship. And like, you never know what someone's going through and whatever, all that is great. But also I am so here for standing up for yourself and not letting people walk all over you and embarrass you. I saw this TikTok yesterday or today and it said, it was talking about toxic relationships, but I think it honestly works with friendships as well. I don't think it just is in romantic relationships. And they were saying that people that have anxiety, like it sounds like maybe like within this situation, you're at least anxious that like you have too high of expectations and that you might be the problem, whatever. People like this when you're in a relationship and I go through this constantly. And when it was said, I was like, mm, uh, lower your voice because you just read me for filth. But when you when you enter a relationship, you're both, you know, on on a level playing field. And if you have anxiety, maybe you're already entering that relationship with putting more effort in or expecting more from someone or always being the first person to text or whatever. Like this just might be a part of who you are. So that person is already delivering lower than you. And then if someone is pulling away from you and is not putting as much effort in to a relationship as you are and you react with your anxiety and you react by, you know, texting them again, a double text, you know, planning a Christmas get together. And this person is now realizing, oh, I've put in even less effort than I normally do. And they're, they're putting in all the effort. So now I'm subconsciously going to put in even less effort because I know that they're still going to put in the effort. And then that heightens your anxiety even more. And then you're putting even more effort in and where you guys started in the middle, now you guys are miles away of the effort that you're putting into this relationship. So this kind of sounds like, you know, something like that. Like these girls are not putting any effort in. You're putting in all the effort. So why would they put in the effort? They know that you're there when they want you there, but it sounds like they don't even want you there. And that's just so gross. I think you need to start distancing yourself from them. You need a better group of friends. And I know it's so hard to make friends at our age and our late 20s, but there are friends out there that truly, like, I, it's not even about the fact that, you know, you don't see each other at all, like, anymore. And, you know, it's hard to get together or whatever. Like, I get that, like, life happens when our late 20s. I don't see JC and Chelsea all the time, but our relationship hasn't changed. And I know for a fact, if I text them, I'm going to get a response. If I try and schedule like a lunch or something, they're like, oh my gosh, yes. I can't believe we haven't seen each other in a few weeks. Like we've got to do this. So it's okay to like have distance from friends, but that distance should not be from when you are trying to get together. Does that make sense? I don't know. I think you need a good group of friends. This is shocking. Also, it kind of sounds like my voice is going... I don't know if it actually sounds like that in the microphone because I can't hear anything because like my ear infection, but that's probably part of it. I don't know. You guys, I'm falling apart over here, but I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Anyways, let's go to the next client at the salon. Okay. This one seems a little long, but it's from a gay man. So I'm reading it because I love my gays. Obviously I'm gay. <laughs> Anyways, it says, Hi, Rat King. Need a French tip on a friendship that is going through it right now. Wow, everyone's friendships are just going through it and everyone needs to get their shit together, okay? And be nice to my little rats. Long story short, I'm in my last year of college and one of my best girlfriends and I were very, very close. Spending a lot of time together and even spending time with each other's families. I think she thought we were maybe a little too close and has on multiple occasions tried to kiss me when drunk. Given I'm a gay man who doesn't mind kissing their friends in a bar for fun slash for a picture, but this was not in that setting. The other catch is she has a boyfriend. <laughs> this is so messy already. Wow. Background on the boyfriend is that his ex-girlfriend cheated on him with her... <laughs> I'm sorry, it's not funny, but what? Background on the boyfriend is that his ex-girlfriend cheated on him with her gay best friend and my friend made me aware of this, so I already felt awkward and didn't want to overstep anything. 
I have repeatedly told her no on multiple occasions, but she still likes to do it. And on one night after the bars where I repeatedly said no, she did it in front of an audience at my house and everyone called her out since I voiced my concern to my other roommates slash friends. This was an issue. Oh, also BTW, we're roommates. <laughs> what? Since then, it's been very awkward between us and I feel hurt and mad that she would disrespect my boundaries and also that she has no respect for her own relationship if she's trying to kiss me given his dating history and I just want respect for a relationship. She owned up to it and admitted that I had told her no on multiple occasions. I expected her to follow up after I confronted her on text if we were true friends so we could move on, but that didn't happen. I felt that if the roles were reversed and I did it to her, it would be taken much more serious. Now she's backtracking and said that she was just trying to kiss me on the cheek, but that doesn't make any sense, LOL. Wondering what would you do in this kind of a situation? Thanks, Ty. If you read this, could really use the advice and love the podcast. I've been a follower since day one. First off, thank you. Wow, 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 wow. This is crazy. This is crazy. Okay, so we got gay guy, best girlfriend. Her, her relationship her boyfriend got cheated on by the gay best friend. So, wow, 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 wow. Okay. You're also roommates. And they were roommates? <laughs> if you know, you know. Wow. Okay. So, first off, the gay, the gay straight thing is like a secondary thing in the conversation. The, the main concern, I think, here is the lack of boundaries and the lack of respect for boundaries. Because it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, whatever. If you're kissing friends, some friends kiss, whatever. It's fine, like, whatever. But no matter if you're friends, if you're strangers, if you're literally married, if I tell you no on multiple occasions to not kiss me, you better step away. Step six feet away. I got coronavirus, sir. If I tell you not to kiss me, do not even look at me. Do not touch me. Go over there. Stay on your side. And the constant lack of, and I get like you're drinking and whatever, but especially due to her boyfriend's dating history and the fact that he got cheated on by, wait, his girlfriend cheated on him with her gay best friend. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So what I'm hearing from this is that your friend has absolutely no care or concern for your boundaries and also not for her boyfriend's boundaries and her relationship. That is not someone that you should be best friends with. And I'm not saying you should throw your, you know, your friend right out the door because it's one of your best girlfriends. But you guys need to have a serious confrontation about this. And it needs to be squashed. And it just needs to be like, you're so right. If roles were reversed... And you, like, she was like, no, don't kiss me, don't kiss me. And you had no regard for her personal space and for her boundaries and no regard for her relationship. That, people would freak out. People would literally be like, um, excuse me, like, don't literally molest her. So, I don't know. I don't think it's something to, like, end a friendship over. But I really do think, like, this is not something that you can allow her to sweep under the rug. And it needs to be discussed. And not every, like, confrontation in a friend group needs to be this huge, dramatic, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you would kiss me and you went outside of my boundaries or whatever. Like, it can be as easy as, like, send her a text and be like, hey, I know things have been a little off with us, like, can we just sit down and have a talk or can we go to lunch or whatever? You're literally roommates, like meet me in the living room and just be like, hey, I love you. You're one of my best girlfriends. I am just trying to be respectful of your relationship. Your boyfriend obviously has a history of his girlfriends having gay best friends. I don't want to be that person to him. I don't want to be that person to you. And honestly, like, I love you. Sometimes we like kiss for fun and whatever on the cheek for a photo, but like, I, it is just making me uncomfortable and maybe it is because of your boyfriend, but like that is just my boundary right now. And I really, really just want you to respect that. And if she isn't anything but empathetic and, you know, like, oh my gosh, you're so right. I know, like, I hate confrontation. I I am wrong. I was drunk. I shouldn't have done that. But like being drunk is an excuse. You're so right. I'm so sorry. I'm going to try better. Blah, 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 blah. That should be how the conversation goes. If she is like, oh, well, you're being dramatic. Like, I was just trying to kiss you. We were drunk. We're having fun. Like, da, 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 da. like 
then maybe you need to reflect on your friendship and how close you're allowing yourself to be to this person because that should be easily squashed. And if she's making it a bigger deal than it needs to be, that's on her, not on you. She's going to try and gaslight you into thinking that you're making it a big deal and it's not that big of a deal because she kissed you. But no, she's making it a big deal because you're fine with moving on. You just want to squash the beef and let it be known. These are my boundaries. So I don't know. But wow, you're going to have to keep me updated and let me know how that goes. But love you, my little tyrant. Okay, this is going to be the last client at the salon today. But... <laughs> The I was going to end with the last one, but the subject title of this email has me intrigued and I'm ready to dive on in. It says, my husband's best friend is cheating on his fiance. <laughs> awesome. So, Ty, help. My husband's childhood friend, let's call him Jason, has been engaged for a few months now. Him and his fiance dated for about a year before getting engaged. While Jason and his fiance were dating, my best friend called me to tell me that Jason sent her a Snapchat saying she gave him the best head he's ever had. Jason and my bestie hooked up before he started dating his now fiance. Hey, props to my bestie for giving some good head. <laughs> Honestly, true. <laughs> Props to my bestie for giving some good head, haha. <laughs> but he sent this Snapchat to my friend while he's in a serious relationship. Obviously, I told my husband why his childhood friend texted my best friend. We didn't say anything to Jason at that time. Fast forward a few months later, Jason is now engaged and still texting girls things like this. He's even told one girl that he loves her. I have screenshot proof of all the receipts. I feel so guilty knowing all this information because his fiance has no idea. I've known his fiance as an acquaintance for about seven years now. Should my husband confront his best friend and tell him to stop this behavior? Should I reach out to his fiance and expose all the things he's done? Or is that not my place? Help. BTW, I'm absolutely obsessed with the podcast. Oh, I love you. Thank you. First off, wow, 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 wow. Okay. <laughs> Hi! I am blown to bits by this submission. First off, you've got all the receipts and all the proof. To quote, to quote, Heather Gay, the queen of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, everything to prove that you are a bully. That's what you've got. You are the Heather Gay in this situation. I 100% think, shout out to your bestie for giving, <laughs> giving some good head, but I think this is disgusting behavior. And A, I think we've talked about this before on the podcast before. Your husband... 100% needs to confront his friend because I'm sorry, if he confronts him and like that does not change or if he has any pushback, your husband shouldn't be hanging around guys who think it's okay to cheat on their partners. Shocker, because that is not going to be a good example to your husband. You don't want your husband hanging around people that think it's okay to text other people outside of a relationship and cheat on them. That's not good. And you are, no matter what you say, like you are who you hang out with and you are just, the people around you just have such an impact on your morals and your life path. So you need to tell your husband, hey, get your friend in check. And I think honestly, you need to tell the fiance, I'm sorry, you've known this person for seven years and marriage is not just like a, oh, they're getting married. Like they'll figure it out. Like this person is getting married. will possibly most likely have children with this person. And if you have the information to save this person years of pain and betrayal while having children with this person, I'm sorry, but you need to disclose this information. And you're only going to get closer with this the fiance if this is if they're marrying your husband's best friend so i i'm sorry i'm sorry normally my advice would be to like mind your business stay out of it but i think in this case if this has been happening for a while and they're about to get married but there's still time that this woman has the choice to get out of a toxic relationship and a liar and a narcissist 
you got to tell him. You got to tell him. I'm sorry, especially because you've known this person for seven years, even if it's just as an acquaintance. Oh, I don't know. Wow. Tyrant, that's hard. That is really hard. But I guess what I will say in terms of advice, if it were me, I would want to know. And even if it was from an acquaintance, I would want to know. If someone, if I had finally found someone who I thought was the man of my dreams and I was going to get married, hopefully have kids, whatever, and someone knew that that man was lying, cheating, I would want them to tell me 100%, even if it was going to crumble my world. I would want to know because I would want to rather know now than after spending all the money getting married, having kids, wasting that, like, no, 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 no. I would want someone to tell me, even if a stranger on the street came up and told me that they had information. And mama, like we said, receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, you got everything you need to know. So that's what I would do. Sorry about it. <laughs> you'll, you'll have to keep me updated with um, what happens. There were so many other submissions. If I didn't get to yours, I might save it for next time. But also, if you really have something that isn't solved by the next time we do French tips, please send it in again so it's at the top of my inbox. French tips, I do it every month. It's typically around the second Friday of the month, second or third Friday of the month. So if you have something, you can send it in whenever. The email is podcast at tiefrench.com. But thanks so much for submitting, you guys. I'm not able to do these episodes and take you guys to the salon if you guys don't submit anything. So sorry, I feel like my voice is kind of going out. My throat is just so dry, the ear infection. But once again, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. Anyways, I love you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend. I hope you guys have a safe weekend. If you guys are doing dry January, stay strong, stay strong, persevere. If you guys aren't doing dry January, like me, have a drink, have a shot. Have a shot with the Rat King. I'm sure I will be having plenty of the tequila this weekend in Lake Arrowhead. I'm sure I'll be having plenty of the Dale's juice in Lake Arrowhead tomorrow and on Saturday and on Sunday. And it's a holiday, so I'll be there Monday too. Oh my gosh. I'm going to be so unwell next week. Wow. <laughs> Pray for me. Pray for me, tyrants. Because drinking, it doesn't help your immune system. It's not going to do anything good for my throat anything good for my ear infection, but what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? It's my friend's birthday. I got to celebrate. Celebrate good time. Come on. Oh no, it's celebrate Nick Maggie. Come on. Uh, um, where is my voice? My voice is literally gone. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.